0: back to the Mike Meets London Tastemakers podcast. In this episode I'm chatting to Alex Ridley from the South East Cakery who've been dishing baked goods out of South East London for nigh on 10 years now. We talk about how the founders were inspired by the blossoming London street food scene and their journey from Street Feast staple to their lovely East Dulwich cafe. We had a bit too much fun with this one and I had to edit it down from about twice the length, so enjoy. Cool, so I'm here with Alex from South East Cakery. We're sat here in your lovely cafe in... South East London, shocker, uh, in East Dulwich to be precise, and why don't you just introduce yourself and give us a bit of an elevator pitch for what the South East Cakery is?
1: Nice one, man. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Mike. Um, yeah, Alex Ridley, South East Cakery. Uh, we have been here, South East London, East Dulwich, just by Peckham Rye for uh, approximately three years. Mm. Um this month yeah I was gonna Um, say
0: it's very soon isn't it yeah 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 it's it's only
1: shame on me that I can't actually (laughs) say an exact date but let's let's ballpark it to to let's say right right now happy anniversary (laughs) yeah yeah. cheers (laughs) Bruce thanks so much yeah yeah in in this particular premises at the cafe our kitchen uh where we were from 2015 Uh, which is literally on the next road. Mm. Um, Also in East Dulwich, a little bit closer to Peckham Rye, We uh, quite fortuitously in its timing, to go on a a very brief tangent, we moved our kitchen literally like February, i.e. pre-lockdown last year. Um, We moved our kitchen. We we thought, you know what, let's get everything under one roof. Um, It was a long time coming. The initial goal when we first looked for a premises was to achieve that. And so yeah, this premise is sort of better fulfilled its destiny mm. in terms of what we do rather than trying to be the savoury cafe that we never necessarily set out to be. Right. So yeah, tangent done. Um <laughs> but yeah, we we had been in that kitchen on Till Road for uh for yeah, for for five years. Mm. But yeah, all told we, we started in the sort of the winter the winter of twenty eleven and uh yeah it, we've we've it gradually evolved uh from there in a, a handful of different incarnations along the way but obviously ultimately selling baked goods yeah at this point southeast cakery is uh is online obviously the past year where we we already knew we were late to the party in terms of our online presence and more specifically with postal and if anything the, you know the very sort of obvious context of 2020 mm. um brought us that you know made us just get on that for the def- definitely for the better yeah, yeah. um and our whole sort of online game between social media and our and our online store and certainly i think more of a duality between those two things yeah 2020 brought that for us and likewise retail our typical customer for example um used to be gone five days a week right from yeah. nine to five like yeah. to to pretty much like quite a fair generalization and and they were all suddenly around mm. way more and so we and we, always wanting cake obviously and, all, and obviously <laughs> obviously, but well I, I I guess we we're the sort of like we're, we're lower on the priority line but I think if we had you know a, quite a sort of like sudden like oh my gosh like this is way more people than we would ever serve mm. for little old us in our sort of off the beaten track little little nook the, uh, the likes of the High Street, I guess I'll just speak for East Dulwich, um, I think has, uh, for the most part, has really thrived. Mm. So to, to answer your question and tie, to tie that all in, um, <laughs> the, uh, the past year, whilst it's been a general sort of slight feeling of like limbo, anxiety, uncertainty, mm. uh, some sort of scale of that, and uh, for those of us that have, have sort of just muddled through, on the whole, we're you know may, maybe now sort of in a in a good place in in a mm. perhaps even better place and the uh, the cakery in terms of its timeline and saying about having been basically 10 years this year mm. um, is better sort of uh, fulfilling its its goal of uh, of just not you're not trying to do anything else other than what we do mm. in terms of selling sweet things mm. and the cafe that we open where we thought we should be we better do brunch, and we better right. do this, and we better do that. And don't get me wrong; like people still ask for it now, but um, it's nice to be. This is this is what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as you say, so it's about yeah, ten years since started up. Mm. Uh, I guess what what led up to you starting icy cakery and like what what were you doing before? Is there any particular like history of food that kind of? Uh, into it
1: or? Sure. No. Well, pre pre cakery. Um, other than eating it. um and eating out and going to markets and going to restaurants and so on um no professionally speaking uh we were djing um that's actually how we made our living for the best part of a couple of years when we met we met in 2009 and uh we uh we we were djing individually and then we we would also take bookings as as like a duo Mm. um Taking bookings as well as putting on nights, um, the handful of uh, posters that adorn our cakery <laughs> walls is like a little sort of um, a little trip down memory lane. But yeah, we were doing that. So because we worked at night, our days were freed up, and we uh, the main thing we did with our time of a day was was visit food things. Like right. our, our, by ourselves, and like our our social life pretty much rotated around that. And certainly with the the advent in like let's say sort of approximately sort of 2011 onwards um street food mm. as we now know it yeah uh, and just more and more super cool just so, so many like fantastic traders who of course gone have gone on to mm. flourish mm. um but yeah we we started to think that we you know we we want to be part of this in some way we we our main pursuit was sweet things and just sugar and we uh we started baking at home. We were just ba- okay. baking the things that we that we liked, just you know, just be- just because, um, and yeah. just eat them. And it was just like it became like a uh, a hobby. Maria mm-hmm. um, took up a uh, a day job. Who, yeah, I <laughs> I don't mind acknowledging as the superior instinctive natural baker, <laughs> where well, I had to sort of better like hone my skills. She took up a job. Um, milestone moment in in house baking for Andersons. Um, R.I.P. Bellenden Road, um, Anderson and Co. And yeah, and r- really hit the ground running there, and was mm. suddenly turning out like serious numbers of uh, right. cakes for like a previously not professional baker. And yeah, was just, was genuinely joking aside, just a real natural with it. And the earliest iteration of sort of cakery business in terms of like monetizing was Maria would bake stuff, I would take it to cafes, mm. and I, a past, like, handful of past live jobs had done, like, the odd cold calling, walking in places. So I sort of, like, I I at least had, uh, surely a lot of people could relate that when it actually would come down to it, you walk them into somewhere and say, do you want to buy these? But, so I would just go in and uh, and just say, look, if you don't want to sell them, you can eat them. Right. And that was actually pretty fruitful. Like maybe not in those. <laughs> I would be a, I mean, not quite I so sell, yeah. <laughs> not quite so succinct. But when when you didn't go in trying to sell, mm. again, bit of a tangent. But yeah, in going going into cafes, similar sort of cafes as we would go on to have um, in in and around SC London, in mm. around like Peckham and uh, Camberwell, and On a Road and Broccoli. Um, yeah, and then and we created a small, you know, like a, a some money with mm. some money started coming in. I uh I had from a a, a previous relationships to give ton- to give context I had uh and still do have a uh, a son who um who is now a giant humongous teenage <laughs> horrible boy but I uh as such a a, a nighttime working at night in this case DJ and mm. um and then sort of being the best version of yourself of a day mm. Is I mean not not you don't have to sort of stick around even if you like you don't drink and you you know you don't stick around and party yeah. afterwards, um, which is super fun and like really sort of goes hand in hand with the lifestyle. But we we weren't doing that at all. We really were just like we would love mashing up a crowd and s- smashing a set, but then just get the hell out of there because we we were starting to sort of have this professional life mm. that we we didn't previously have of a daytime. And, and as and as I mentioned, my my sort of my life as a parent. So one of them had to die. Hopefully we, not your son. One <laughs> of the, no, yeah, oh no sorry I, yeah to, to to give the two things that was between the DJ and, and yeah. the bacon. Um, the boy doesn't have to die. Um, we it did at least afford us to be able to gradually not have to be like okay we've got to cut mm. that income off and start doing this. We could at least gradually sort right. of move. On. And so I I continued to to do it more individually we stopped putting nights on obviously and yeah but well, that's that's how we signed, stepped yeah. into the cakeery um and then uh a handful of milestone moments I, I, again starting from that sort of like that break with uh with anderson's mm. um we had built up enough of a sort of portfolio so to speak of our own clients and we we started to gradually dip our toe into our original sort of goal, we, the, having having established uh, a wholesale operation, mm. which is hardly a massively profitable right, thing, yeah, let yeah. alone when it's just like a little old tiny operation. But it did afford us sort of cash flow to be able to know, okay, let's try and realise some sort of market retail setup. Mm. Let's have a cool, trendy frontage and, <laughs> and like a, a with a, a branded gazebo, nice, like yeah. everyone had. But yeah, initially we, I don't know, we did a handful of pubs and you earn about, I don't know, somewhere between 30 to 50 pounds and you think, oh, amazing, man, oh, we made some money, it's great. Um, and fast forward how many years and you'd be like, it's an absolute waste of my time. <laughs> but it initially, yeah, initially felt good just to, mm. just to sort of break it in. Sure. Um, and then to jump to uh, North Cross Road Market early 2013, we, yeah, we went on to do that for years mm. that and sort of made ourselves a bit more known. A right. handful of people knew that it was us that supplied the cafes they visited in, for example, East Dulwich. Yeah. And then it was like we sort of got to put a face to our mm. own name, um, built up a, a sort of, a, you know, not a huge reputation, but like a, a little reputation. And, a hand, and enough people in the area knew of us. Right. Um, that's the early days of the cakery. Mm.
0: And so... Was that like trading on the streets, doing street food and selling street sweet stuff like in that context? Was that kind of the goal?
1: It was. It was certainly the motivation. I I I think the the initial if there was a goal, which to be honest, I don't think there was, other than we we started to have this. We felt compelled to do it, mm, right. and I don't I don't necessarily answer your question. Not necessarily a specific goal, other than I guess after the the fact of wanting to do this thing. Yeah to get down to just the you know to make it sound so like not passion but just like well we we need to earn how do we earn from I mean, this like yeah, how, how yeah. can we make this happen but ultimately driven by a passion i think we had also had to th- speak more specifically in terms of sweet things brownies which was our mm. sort of our, our bread and butter and still is to some extent um but brownies made us right. I, it, it always felt like one was any really good one that we would have Never mind who from, but it would always just be oh, was a bit too cakey. Yeah, really. Not so much now in mm. the past however many years, but a brownie was just like so not exciting. And just like this <laughs> yeah. pretty, just like it's just a chocolate brownie. And it's not fudgy and it's a bit cakey no. and blah, blah, blah. So that was that specific item was certainly one of our things. And the sp- speaking, as I mentioned earlier, speaking of the, the, the different incarnations of what we did, um, our SE brownie bar, Mm. Which, which I just like this idea of a, a a bar of brownies and uh yeah no the 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 market to go a few more years ahead into more like the advent of your street feasts mm. and your curbses i just i just thought they would and I still do think they are the absolute fucking business I was, this is just this this is the premier league mm. um even even in its earliest like version of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um those first Dolston or Haggerston whatever it was, those early Car Park Street Feasts and those those uh early curb events were j- that's that's just why I wanted to hang out. For mm. me it was that was the best party yeah. in town. genuinely like I I even like to contradict everything even food aside just the vibe and the drinks and the music Mm. and they get like a a dj on which obviously of course (laughs) became like such a standard thing where it's just like street food event dj bar um but uh but yeah it it, at least to my knowledge maybe i just hadn't been moving in those circles Mm. previously i thought they were real trendsetters um and that whether or not we thought let's well let's get on board specifically with them but i was like i want to be in this 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 sort of vibe this is where i want to sell my stuff from and uh, I guess jump to twenty fourteen. Another break. We joined the f- model market. It's its right, first yeah. year, yeah. and um, would would go on to be there six more summers mm. like, from twenty fourteen, and that saying about the best party in town still to this day mm. uh model market which thank goodness is Surviving. made another yeah. summer unfortunately also rest in peace all the other yeah. absolutely incredible street fee sites which Fragic, are, what an what yeah. actual loss model market especially the first two years it was and it still is but it was it was the best party south of the river and I that much i am I am the authority <laughs> I can vouch for uh the the food was fantastic, but the 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 vibe mm. and the magic that it captured it was a little bit of a wild west right. for for everyone in terms which was great. Don't get me wrong, like I mean that in a thoroughly good way it's like pretty much anything went. it gradually had to sort of get a bit more like health <laughs> and safety <laughs> bit, yeah. uh, friendly. Um, especially when the more sort of clean cut dioramas emerged and mm. bottle market suddenly went man this is some ratchet shit <laughs> um but yeah no that was that was an amazing that was an amazing break and again speaking of people knowing of our existence mm, that cool, went yeah, a long yeah. way um as it did for so many brands and big up again both street feast and curb mm. for, for that sort of exposure and then with curb and to to do my best to actually answer your your initial question I don't even and know. not be a, I don't not be a, was, a, no then. you, you <laughs> keep saying about like what what was the goal and yeah. doing you know quite literally on a market stall but that version that idea of what a market was mm. with the advent of those things just changed for me right. and that's yes. what i that was it for me that that's that, that and it. it still is still is not that we like really do that now but before having this as like our retail like our face that that was it and it right. was i was fucking chuffed to be on the on the roster yeah um yeah. and then yeah curb we had had a relationship sort of through through the general sort of grapevine through the sort of street food network with those guys yeah. and we i think we had done we'd done like a couple of events we did i think what is now i won't pronounce it right mercato metropolitano oh, yeah. Yeah. in <laughs> my that's perfect italian there for anyone listening <laughs> in Elephant and Castle, that was, Curb did a load of events, you right. may recall, like 20, yeah. e, even like 2014, something like that, but like, some real, like again, as as Street Feast and Curb, just brought up like, the absolute A-listers, mm-hmm. of the, like not only the Street Feast scene, but now like the restaurant scene, Um people who would go on to be superstars, yeah, that and a handful of other sort of, real brilliant events, certainly on South Bank, certainly there, certainly mm-hmm. at all the Street Feast sites, they, uh, yeah, they 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 put us on. We did secret cinema Star Wars, oh, which right, again, right. as I, as I struggle with my years, I want to say twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, and Curb were doing the food. Mm. Um, and again, we 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 also we, we knew each other a little bit, and there'd been like the odd bit of correspondence here and there to like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And then yeah, from that we we were tight, right, right. Um, and that and that yeah, that went on for the for the likes of small businesses who are like how what opportunities yeah with you you put on your best like get out there go get them tiger like game face you're you're still up against it in terms of just like dropping emails to like Mm. like, maybe we could this for you and so the likes of of street feasted curb and other similar organizations were a real significant game changer Mm. for for the likes of us yeah
0: do you have any kind of Favorite fond memories of that era. <laughs> um,
1: well, se- well. S- speaking of uh, speaking of the, that sort of secret cinema slash curb crossover, that was. Uh, I have a lot to answer your question. <laughs> I mean, I, my mind fills up with plenty. But that that Star Wars thing that was a, that was a three month gig. Right. And I mean, okay, fine. Like, Modern market was was a six month gig. Mm. But like, that's a. I mean, that's your premise. Even yeah, if you yeah, only yeah. do like other Star Wars. Actually, Star Wars was i think six nights a week okay and like again when you sort of go from which is a a, a huge thing for the likes of all business but mm-hmm. speaking of sort of approximately street food type traders when you start dealing with staff mm-hmm. when you start like right. it's not just you doing it anymore you're not just the face of it and when you suddenly start like man i've got an infrastructure i've got a delegate like maybe i've got more than one site um that star wars thing was a three month gig going on alongside other things that we had yeah, yeah. going model market is probably the arguably the best one for for anecdotes um <laughs> of just yeah i mean it, it would open at it would be like five till one right. like five <laughs> till like one or two and you you would sort of you would work it and staff it um but working it was you wanted to work it yeah
0: yeah
1: because it was fun, man. Mm. Like it was, and especially like I'm not old now, but I was relatively a younger man, not and sure. still like speaking of the sort of previous life of DJ, and I suddenly wasn't really ever partying or having mm. much sort of cut loose time. So model market was a great sort of bridge between those two, <laughs> between partying like from earning a the brownie bar, yeah. earning a living whilst uh, whilst selling. And yet, I mean, God knows how many. um how many people coming through? You would, everyone would get there. It would be a bit more tame the first couple of hours, and people mm. are there with their with their children, sure, just letting yeah. their children safely run free <laughs> whilst they sort of drink pints of Frontier. Um, and then seven o'clock would come round, and then the music would just sort of up, and the the, the sort of dance floor would start to kick in from about nine. And then you would you would sort of smash sales for about two hours from like sort of seven till nine, give or, give or take oh, yeah. something like that. And then and then like people have had their their pizza and their burger right, or whatever right. that's a given yeah. now it's time for pudding <laughs> pudding is alcohol and yeah. so, and so you get a look in, like you, you've had like, thankfully, like a really good couple of hours and then people get on the booze and they're mm. the drinking, they're dancing and then... The second wave. And then the second wave. And that <laughs> yes. second wave was always, I mean, like, let's just say as one general theme of an anecdote was always just coming in. Everyone was like varying degrees of like loosey goosey. Yeah. And you, not that you, you would never prey upon anyone, but you would have been like, tell you what, why don't
0: you you, know you... you know what you need. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think three's enough.
1: Have you thought about tomorrow? Um, And you could suddenly, like, your your price point could suddenly soar. It was actually a really fun time. I think Modern Market has, like, a whole topic, actually. Mm. And certainly for a handful of other traders who were there for, you know, for however long. Mm. I think by, like, 2018, 2019, Mm. I think it was Us and Mama's Jerk, which I don't know if you ever had that. You must have heard that in Modern Market. Like, so good uh who were like the the only remaining original mm, yeah. for better or worse <laughs> we had hung in there um and if anything it it, it just continued to be like i really like being part of this mm. yeah
0: so what, I guess, then led to the transition to sort of bricks and mortar and, like, the cafe? Was it more kind of like your family responsibilities kicking in or, like, slightly more stable schedule? Or Yeah. Um, not
1: necessarily. Maybe sort of uh, both those things uh, in a more secondary way. Mm. But the, the main motivation, which I think only with hindsight, is you think that's the goal. Now mm. I say that, and that immediately sounds like I, I'm sort <laughs> of regretting of like, the last no, year, five exactly, years. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the motivation for a lot of business owners, and yeah. um, let me—I'll I'll frame this. That we went to God knows how many meetings, summits, so to speak, with your, you know, your street feasts and your cuts, for example, where they would bring in expert, like real, like you—you you got to sit and listen to owners of you know, your fucking favorite restaurants yeah. and real experts in their field and the general theme would always be whilst speaking of bricks and mortar they would pitch it to you as don't necessarily don't think that this is the like this is that that this is like this is what you do That's what you do what well, you're fini- you've done your years on gazebo ah. time to move into a shop you it could work perfectly well for you like there's you could have a pretty sick life you yeah. as a as a in this case, a street food trader and afford yourself like way more holidays than you'd ever have yeah. if you have yeah. this and way more freedom, way more flexibility, not tied down as you would be. For us, it was having had our kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we were we were paying for bricks and mortar, sure. just not one that a customer could walk yeah, into. Yeah. And so for us, there's your context that we we just we wanted to be able to do that. And we've been thinking, should we do like... For you, we thought about doing like baking classes, which still mm. to this day people message you, well, you should do baking classes. It's like, well, you organize it for me then. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, that was the motivation. I mean, in terms of the, the, the likes of personal life and family or whatever, that stuff was, you know, was and still is like you, you arrange your professional sure. life and small business, which takes up as a pie chart just way more of your life than you would like and yeah. you you make everything else work like that is it and so yeah we we started we started looking pretty about summer 2017 in front of norwood junction station there was a premises which is now a, a beautiful mama dough um mm. pizza We're like it is the most beautiful space but like as a case in point, I sort of saw this space. It was, God knows how many square foot compared to this, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, yeah, fine. Well, the Bakery's going to be over there, and you have a little sort of deli type vibe here, and right. the the cafe over there, and all these grand visions, and you you look at the price point, never mind what that was, <laughs> but and you sort of you grab your phone out and you calculator and you go, right, well, I'll tell you what, if we were, yeah, no, on, maybe we can make that work. So yeah, thankfully that, for example, didn't come to fruition because right. I'm sure it would have been a. Fucking nightmare to be tethered to that particular right. wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we found here, we were, if anything, we were taking a break and we we're thinking, mm. well, you know what? We had actually come uh, the closest that we came on a, another premises in East Dudditch, closer to the Rye, which is now like a sort of posh front door shop. <laughs> okay. With thrilling use of that space, <laughs> but whatever. I thought it was a great location. It was on the park. The money was like more than I would have liked, but I was like, okay, we'll make it work. Mm. But again, thankfully, with hindsight, that didn't happen. And with here, we saw a piece of A4 paper stuck in the window of this place. And it was just the landlord just stuck it in. And it just, <laughs> it, it, from that moment, from that inception, it just felt so instantly more straightforward. Right, right. And I, I called him, and it was him. I said, you want to pop down? And he popped down, and the rest <laughs> is history.
0: Amazing. And yeah, I mean seen you like wave at everyone like going past the window and like, obviously you've t- turned into a bit of a neighborhood institution at I, this
1: point. I i unfortunately <laughs> i don't know about that but i i certainly in terms of community for for want of a better word i yeah i it's a neighbourhood. CAF like I I would would hope it would be I I like I want to spend my time in East Dulwich I do basically spend all my time in approximately East Dulwich Peck and Rye I've always been here there's there's something about it and the the trade-off speaking of like the trade-off between being here versus being on a more main CBD main high street Mm. the 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 trade-off being that you you know it's everything that comes with being down there mainly the price tag Mm, um our, our little space which to to return to a, a theme that I mentioned earlier, this space better fulfilling its purpose and there's there's not tens of thousands of people walking by. this is the the working kitchen that our original kitchen was with a with a little sort of bonus cafe frontage where we do i hope the best coffee we can and with our own, you know, a, a, a humble, decent little, uh, savory offering, mm. um, alongside what we do, you know, brownies and cakes and fucking cookies. Um, we, uh, it's, it's, yeah, cer- certainly in this past year, and I said it earlier, it's, it's better sort of come to pass in terms of how we use this space mm. from, from that original sort of timeline of like, okay, let's get a shot because that's what you do yeah and then you get a place and you go well it's East Dulwich. what is it it's people want scrambled eggs and avocado and and so on and so on and so us us sort of making this what we want it to be mm. um has felt really nourishing in in spite of that sort of covid uncertainty mm, sure. the this purpose and our, what we do in in general and in this space has um has yeah has better come to
0: pass. Awesome. So I'm gonna hit you with like a couple of quick fireish questions go. <laughs> towards the end. Uh, so like leaving Capri stuff aside, where do you guys like to go and eat on the town these days when we oh, get a chance? Oh well,
1: <laughs> well, when we get a chance, yeah. Which is um, so. Uh, I'll straight off the bat today. I'm going to as my Father's Day treat. I was told about earlier in the week. The new version of Peddler, Peddler oh. Good Fortune, big up, um, <laughs> which uh, Peddler we used to eat at, just way more than we should. About two, <laughs> genuinely about at one point about two nights a week, right, um, right. which is on Peckham Rye. Um, they've moved to Queens Road uh, yeah. with a sort of a new Asian twist, and thoroughly excited to check yeah. that out. Um, Luca in Farringdon, Italian. Just for me, I yeah, I would go. Once a month right. <laughs> if, if not more It's fantastic um, Darby's In Vauxhall oh, um, yeah. Is Sick It's so cool It's the, the, the Everything about it, Like the, the The whole aesthetic Of the place uh, And the food And the drink And the service mm. And it's It manages to sort of be Super high end Professional But not Sort of up itself Not pompous Just right. the dress code Is just right Blah 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 Hmm broccoli market mother flipper mother flipper i am ride or die rude boy from day <laughs> yeah from broccoli market they were at model market as well represent i mean just about the best burger which is just like an irrelevant thing to say <laughs> like cause depending on the day yeah, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many fantastic burgers um yeah I, I i really could go off on one here in terms of the big hitters but um i'm gonna say luca derby's and Mother Flipper, <laughs> in yeah. summation. Yeah. But, you know, you've, 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 you've caught me up, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea yeah. you were going to ask me that question. Yeah, no worries. Um Yeah.
0: Um, uh, slightly different tack. What's your What's your favourite thing that you do here in the cafe? Expert?
1: Sort of caramel brownie. Sort of caramel brownie. Ride or die. <laughs> um, that, that has, I, I said earlier, brownies made us. They mm. did, like, in terms of our sort of identity and fucking financially. Mm. But that is, it's like it's one of our resident... DJs like it's uh, it, right. between that and a hand, handful of other brownie flavors. Yeah, the something that we do very very rarely is a blondie. Um, mm-hmm. I am a I am a sucker for a blondie, and it's if anything, there people know about them, but no one really knows about them <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So like most, of you uh, we put them out the front, and it's a handful of things where I know that in a typical day, one in however many people. I'm going to have to go, yeah, so it was just a brownie, but it's white chocolate. Um, which you would think, why does that need an explanation? But yeah, when when a, you can have the most ropey, mediocre blondie and it'll still be fantastic. Obviously, when when we do a blondie, we mm. do it.
0: <laughs> I can vouch for that, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, that. man. Appreciate uh, <laughs> it. The Biscop. Who can forget the Biscop I mean, blondie yeah, that's the from, from recent weeks? Yeah. yeah. The last thing I've been asking people to catch you off guard again is... What do you reckon the next big thing on the London food scene is going to be? What's the next trend on the horizon?
1: Mike, I don't know. (laughs) I have long anticipated the next big sweet thing would be Mm. the s'more.
0: Mm. Now
1: we we do them fine, but forget that. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure God knows how many times people going, well, you know, it's not technically a a s'more, and well, okay, whatever. Sorry, I don't use Graham crackers, Graham, <laughs> Graham. But yeah, the forget that we do them. I I, I genuinely because it's again sp- forget mm. Blondies like s'mores. Yeah. People know them. No one knows them. You'd be like, oh, what's a s'mores? Well, no, that's plural. That's plural. <laughs> so that's a singular s'more. How many s'mores are we talking about? And of course, you have one, and it's you know in yeah. in whatever form, and it's fantastic. And they're they're so. They're so, I don't know, I, I, they're so easy to, to market. And of course, having sort of gone down the rabbit hole of American s'mores culture, which obviously it's, it's an mm. Americana thing, as so much of our items are, uh, salute. I, uh, yeah, I would expect, I mean, maybe it's, it's wishful thinking to some extent, but I, 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 would, I would expect and anticipate that at some point in the coming months and years that... They will become more mm. the thing over here, um, but to return to you, re- in terms of the the, the broader question I, I mean, of the that, London, that's,
0: that's also a good answer. I mean, yeah, they are. It's uh, a, it's a, sufficient, it's a sufficient answer. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. I'll flip it on its on its uh, on its side. Um, can do you have the inside track on anything that you know is coming <laughs> that you can tell me about, Mike? Is...
0: I mean, the thing I'm interested in. I I don't think it's going to be next big thing. Like, it's kind of answering my own question. But I'm interested to see how like home kits and like home delivery you know what I was I was, I was literally nice
1: yeah. I, I I literally about to say as, as I as I asked you and you you were umming and Ring as I've done so much <laughs> I um but yeah no that that as a as a new way to sort yeah. of eat out in yeah um isn't it interesting of our behavior that it's only taken not not even a year the better part of a year mm. For that to potentially be a new norm. Mm. And uh, not just with food, but with events, but very specifically boxing. I was watching an interview with uh, Eddie Hearn, and he, he was basically saying, and he alluded to the likes of a home kit. And he's mm. like, he, he's got to learn very quickly, as it's happening, how to pitch someone, don't go to Wembley. Right. This is the event buy the pay-per-view, yeah, yeah. buy the home gig, get the booze in, have the mates round. do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, maybe that, I mean, that's the, I guess not the the new food trend, but it's the current food trend. And so, yes, I think as things move forward, potential fourth lockdown and variants aside, let's let's say things go back to whatever new normal mm. the hell looks like. How will that new thing survive? Yeah.
0: Watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah. Well... I've kept you long enough. Uh, I'm sure you're itching to get off to your Father's Day <laughs> lunch. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, man um, That was cool. And yeah, I'll you know grab a blondie on the way out or something. No sweat. <laughs>
1: I'll just go and bake some, shall I? Sweet. Done. <laughs> Cheers, nice. Mike.
0: And there you have it. So thanks once again to Alex for taking the time to talk to me. If you haven't already tried the Cakeries brownies, ride or die, you can order them online or pick one up in person in East Dulwich. I'll link to their socials and such in the show notes so you can check those out. You can find me on Instagram at MikeEatsLondon or follow the pod at MikeMeetsLondon. If you enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to help me out, then it would be awesome if you could leave a review and share with friends and family as well. See you next time.
1: Um, bro- I, turned, I turned broccoli into broccoli. <laughs> broccoli there, yeah. uh, the uh, the London Borough of Broccoli near Saw that carrot, with the, uh, yeah, uh, capers, near, right, yeah, near near <laughs> cauliflower. Because everyone really, in Devon makes yeah. millions of pounds every day.